0: This is SQPN, the StarQuest production network, leading the way. This episode of The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the Amazon store. Click on the link on our website, starwars.sqpn.com, before you shop at Amazon, and your purchase will help support our show. And this is episode number 13. Welcome back to a new episode of The Secrets of Star Wars, the podcast that is entirely dedicated to the new Star Wars movies. First of all, of course, episode 7, currently in production in Abu Dhabi. But then, of course, we will also look ahead at all the other spin-off Star Wars movies that have been announced, and of course, episode 8, 9. We're here for uh, the long run. Joining me today, as always, is my good friend and fellow podcaster, Dom Bettinelli. Hi, Father. Happy Star Wars
1: birthday, by the way. Is it? Yesterday in 1977, uh, as we record this, May 25th, it was the the release date of
0: Star Wars, A New Hope. It would be a day long remembered. Wow, I totally missed that. Fantastic Well uh, thats that's yet another occasion for us or another reason to uh, to record a new episode but of course the the biggest reason is that we have an avalanche of Star Wars news now that Star Wars is officially um, being filmed, it is currently in production. How cool is that Dom? And actual, you know, we actually see what a tiny part of the set looks like. Oh my this gosh! It is, is long waited for. <laughs> I, I I thought that they would just give us a few grains of sand, but instead we get so many little tidbits and rumors and photos and tweets. We're all going to talk about it, and of course, one of our special focuses here on 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 the secrets of Star Wars is to not only. Mention the news, talk about it, but also think and ponder about the consequences that this could have for the script. What do all these rumors tell us about the potential story of Star Wars 7? The script, of course, is one of the heavily, most heavily guarded secrets in the world, I think. I, I, I'm pretty sure that the Vatican even has less secrets than than, than JJ Abrams right now in Disney and Lucasfilm, um, but that's why we are here to try to puzzle together all the the these these uh, seemingly unrelated pieces, and then hopefully, bit by bit, we will get closer to what this story is going to be about. And of course, I want to start. With Well, where it all began for episode 7, which was the first day of shooting. Um, the, there was a tweet with a photo on it, and I'm not sure if it was just a, a tweet or an Instagram tweet, um, and it showed a clapperboard. Um, what, what was your reaction when you saw that?
1: well uh, I, my reaction was to study that that as much as you know a, a, an NRA uh, reconnaissance photo from a satellite I mean I, I wanted to, to look at that thing uh, top to bottom left to right and see if there was anything that could possibly tell me anything about what's going on I saw some uh, interpretations that um, uh, based on those who are in the industry who said that it looked like some kind of um, effects shot was it would have been that was the first. Um, the first shot of the of the uh, film
0: that was based on the technical details that you could um, see at the on on the clapperboard. It's one of those digital clapperboards, of course, nowadays, and it shows you w- which kind of aperture they're using, and I don't know what other technical details. Um, that was definitely uh, interesting to see how much speculation and discussion this one photo. Uh, uh, E- let emerge um the the other thing was that uh, um, you could clearly see in especially in the enhanced versions of that photo that there was a bit of sand on it which for us was no surprise because we've been talking about this on our last show as well we knew um uh, that they were filming in Abu Dhabi and that that was um actually well, well actually we we knew that they were going to film in Abu Dhabi that was a, that was a fact what we don't still don't know really is whether or not they are filming in Iceland or have already been filming right Um, but that would would only be according to the rumors uh, for background plates so I'm not even sure if that truly counts for you know the beginning of production but it might be that the that preceded um, this this first official you know clapperboard shot and then there was another and this is what I love about the the way they release this this kind of information and I'm pretty sure that even though sometimes these tweets look very improvised they're not they're part of a very well constructed PR plan. There was actually geolocation in that clapperboard pic and people have found that geolocation and lo and behold it pointed to the exact place in the middle of the Abu Dhabi desert. <laughs> where this photo was taken which was the definitive proof of course that that is where episode 7 would take off and uh, we got um several um confirmations afterwards uh, the first came on the 21st of May when Lucasfilms uh Kathleen Kennedy officially confirmed that shooting for episode 7 had begun in Abu Dhabi this is what she wrote we were very excited to start the filming of Star Wars episode 7 in Abu Dhabi it has been an incredible place to commence this journey said Kathleen Kennedy president of Lucasfilm in a statement um and then um various news sources got word uh, I think this was originally via a uh, variety that um one of the reasons to film in Abu Dhabi um, instead of Tunisia, where previously um, the, the Tatooine was filmed, was that there was a 30 percent production rebate. So there were uh, lots of tax advantages to, uh, to film there, not to mention, of course, that uh, the political si- situation in Abu Dhabi is a lot more stable than, than it is in Tunisia right now. And it looks the same. I mean, it's sand dunes. (laughs) How much, you know, local variety of sand dunes can you can you have? So I'm pretty sure that we're not going to see the difference.
1: Tatooine, then, you know, it's a big planet. There could be all kinds of different. That's true. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> but I guess that we'll just see a lot of sand. That's basically it. And then we might also have some enhancements uh, of the environment with, you know, cities and just like um, George Lucas did for the special editions. I don't even dare to mention the special editions anymore. They seem to be so much out of favor for uh, of, of almost any Star Wars fan that I know. People are more and more asking for uh, a reissue of the original on. Un- altered uh, uh, Star Wars movies, 4, 5, and 6. And there was a rumor, and this was a, a, a not a very reliable rumor, um, that Lucas, Lucasfilm or Disney now is actually uh, looking into the possibilities of it reissuing the original Star Wars movies. Uh, George Lucas said that they had been destroyed in the process of... Um, Enhancing those shots and, and, and they scanned in all the original uh, footage that they had had, or at least some – a few reels um, and a lot was in a very, very bad state and so according to George Lucas, well, they did so much repair work that the original version – does not exist anymore. and so there, there there have been these fans that have been retrograding <laughs> the Star Wars. did you see that? I, I saw some some footage on on YouTube, and it is amazing how they've been able to take out everything that was added for the special editions using all sorts of different sources, even including um, like eight um, millimeter prints that, that, that individuals have in their collection. and it's unbelievable. And, and to me, it, it, it just, it's an expression of the desire to see the movies as they were, you know originally. And oh, I think it's also nostalgia, right? We just want to have that experience. And, and, and of course, it wasn't a perfect movie episode four and they were working on a low budget and nowadays you know, with cgi you could do so much better but still it's something that you know we saw when we were kids and so you want to at least have access to that particular you know version of the movie and and i don't know it's, it's just something that we should not be robbed of i guess although uh I, if, from my
1: point of view what the I'm okay with new, the new CGI, you know, space battles and that sort of thing. Um, some of the plate shots were kind of uh, really obviously <laughs> plate shots, where yes. you know, where you had overlays of the of the like. Uh, there was that one shot of the Millennium Falcon flying through Tie Fighters, and you could see them. And in fact, one of them overlapped. Uh, there was mm-hmm. a there was an error in it. I'm okay with redoing the space, you know, CGI and that sort of stuff. Um, I would – although I would rather see like the originals uh, the, the that didn't have the added elements, the story elements, the changes to the story. That's what – that's the parts of the special editions that I kind of was like, oh, I don't know of that. yeah. Of course, the famous Han shot first and all that oh, sort yeah. of stuff.
0: And, and it was kind of really in the prehistoric times of CGI and, and things uh, – technology has evolved so much. I, I'm pretty sure that if George Lucas had to do this again – it would look so much more realistic and, and, and it would be much more difficult to to distinguish between what was originally shot and what was added. Whereas with the current special editions, I'm I'm still – every every enhanced shot, I'm like, oh, yeah, you can see it's fake. <laughs> get the very special edition. <laughs> oh, who knows? They will make money again and again and again with these movies. And if, if releasing the originals is, is one of the ways to do that, they will. But we'll keep selling it, and we'll keep buying it. But this is a tangent, of course. We, we got to go back to the uh, to the current news and this upcoming movie, which is so exciting. Um, also on May the 16th, the same day that we got to see this picture of of the clapperboard, um, there was a uh, another photo, and this was from a note that J.J Abrams wrote. It was on this red piece of paper. Always interesting. Why the color red? It's usually the color that is used for scripts that are delivered on the day itself, on for you know the 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 casting call, um, and it's it's printed on red paper so that you can't copy it easily. Of course, that is a tradition from the times that we didn't have cell phones. You know, because <laughs> nowadays you just take a picture with your cell phone, and who cares what color it is? But um, if you would put it on an old-fashioned photocopier, uh, the red color of the paper would, um, would, be, would turn black and you wouldn't be able to read the text. So I'm not sure if that is a, a, a referring to that or whether it's just the only piece of paper that he had available in his office. Um, but it was a great little note. In which he writes, dearest cast and crew, what an honor it is to work beside all of you on Star Wars Episode 7. I can't thank you enough for all work, past and future. Let's take good care of not just ourselves, but of each other. Amazing but true, the world awaits this film. Let's give them something great. Kisses, J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... it's it's uh, Another sign of the way in which he approaches this. This is a dream come true for him. It, and and uh, from what I've heard uh, s- several sources say that he uh, was very stressed over the past few months in this whole process of getting the script ready. Uh, but now that he is actually working and he's filming, he is super excited and he loves just being there and being part of this, of this dream. And I guess that's true for a lot of other actors as well. So it's, it's uh, just amazing to see that they're clearly having a, a great time. Um, and uh, around that same day, uh, even more rumors were uh, were launched or were starting to circulate. And one of them is very interesting, and I've not seen um, a confirmation of this, but it could very well be true. This is about those, two, those female or at least that one female role that still hadn't been cast. Remember that when we had this official photo, the black and white photo, and then there were you know, people were a little bit um, irritated by the fact that it was only one fee, fee, new female role, um, and uh, some sources said, well, it's because they're not done casting, and um, on Star Wars Day, May the 4th, J.J. Uh, Abrams... In his little improvised video, also said, you know, we're, we're looking forward to more casting announcements. Well, th- according to uh, Latino Review, which usually has some pretty good connections, two more uh, female roles have been uh, filled in, and I'll just I'll just read a uh, part of this article here. Um, so first, they start talking. So this is an article from uh, May 16. So this, the same day that they were starting to film in Abu Dhabi. And they write, we, When we started to get word that John Boyega was going to be cast in Star Wars, we started getting tips of him hanging around Pinewood Studios before we got the full-on the, on, the full reading photo. With the knowledge that, that proximity may at this point be the best indicator of casting, uh, we think that we know of the two additional female roles we were waiting for and they also confirmed that um John Boyega according to what they had heard was on a flight right then to start shooting uh in Abu Dhabi which is something i totally missed but it's very important of course for the for our story our attempts to to try to piece together the the puzzle um if John Boyega is there in Abu Dhabi then you know, that, that, we need to figure out what he's doing there, story-wise. So the, the, here are the two female roles that, that uh, Latino Review is talking about. The first one, Katie Jarvis, an actress relatively unknown from Essex, uh, from, and, and she plays Mia in Fish Tank. It's a movie I have not seen. Um, uh, they say if, if you've seen Fish Tank, you probably think this is a cool choice. She's a capable actress but doesn't have a specific type of role that's been assigned to her persona. So, since she's a very kind of new, unknown actress, she could play anything. She's not typecast. And then the second one is a name that we've heard many times in the past. And it would be Macy Richardson Sellers. Um, And and Latino Review says, we can confirm reports that Macy Richardson Sellers has been around the Star Wars production. It's looking like rumors from last month that the Oxford graduate will be taking a female role might turn out to be accurate. And there is a a um, uh, uh, piece of information from the tracking board which is a website I think about casting in news in general um, this will be the feature de- debut of Richardson sellers who has appeared in t- in the short films Amer- Americano and rum at our first world Jarvis has appeared in the British series 10-minute tales and the BBC film drama fish tank with Michael Fassbender so that too would be someone who worked in the same uh, drama fish tank right mm-hmm. so uh, very very interesting. they don't really say much else about it so um and I've not read anything that would confirm these two actresses, but it, it from what I've read, this is you know this is this is definitely possible, so two more f- female roles in episode seven,
1: and I believe we talked about what the rumored role was, which was that a uh uh, uh, rumored to be a granddaughter of obi-wan Kenobi hmm which uh, i I still yeah. have a hard time uh, processing that just because Me too. Uh, you know we know the Jedi you know it, 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 obi-wan had counseled <laughs> again the Jedi do not make attachments
0: yes well apparently <laughs> if this is true he wasn't the ideal Jedi <laughs> that well, we all thought well, he, he was
1: given that after the the Jedi were slaughtered by uh, Darth Vader and Palpatine and he went off into hiding. I mean maybe he had a a, a life and a family.
0: Yeah, who knows.
1: It's going it's, it's it's as a story, it's possible and it's an interesting idea of a of a Kenobi being out there.
0: Well, and then then the idea of Luke Skywalker also having kids was wasn't that something that George Lucas also um wrote down in his outlines for, you know, any Sequels to to his Star Wars saga, I think it, at least George Lucas considered it. Um, but you, you kind of, I'm always like, I hope that they leave intact also this this let's say the Jedi ideal of these are celibate uh, uh, Jedi uh, knights. You know, there, there's something about this total dedication to the Force and to justice, etc. Um, and I don't know. It's, it, it, I, I'd like to see both dimensions, perhaps.
1: Sure. Well, a given given your own vocation, there, Father. There you go.
0: That's <laughs> of course I'm saying this as a Catholic priest. You'd be the Catholic Jedi. That's okay. <laughs> I want to have my own vocation, being at least similar to what you know the life of a Jedi. <laughs> anyway, um, so then we had the biggest surprise, uh, as far as I'm concerned, yes. which was this totally unexpected video from the from a compl- full fledged. Uh, set are uh, in Abu Dhabi, and I think I I messaged you very early in the morning. It like, oh, dude, did you see this? And then you wrote back like, uh, yeah, I've, re- I've re- re- rewatched it like twenty times, <laughs> frame by frame. You see- this, of course, is the Star Wars Force for Change video, and uh, w- what a surprise it was, and also, man, this is just one of those videos that, y- yeah, you have to freeze frame. Just to, to bring us back to that moment when that video first launched all over the web, now it has been already watched two million and a half times, two and a half million times. That's by but- me. <laughs> by by then, it was just, you know, a couple of hundred <laughs> when we first watched it. And this is how it Hi, it's, sounded. Hi, uh, Abrams here on the set of Star Wars Episode 7 in lovely Abu Dhabi. Uh, all these people around that you uh, you hear and, and see are, are helping us make this movie. And it is an incredible thing. It's, it's just surreal uh, to be here uh, in this amazing place with these incredible people working on this film. Like like a lot of you, I, I've been a Star Wars fan since I was a kid. So, J.J. Uh, Abrams, of course, is standing there. And let me just... F- something um, uh, every once in a while, stop the video here to tell you what I think I'm, I'm seeing in the background, because he's standing clearly in a marketplace, which jives with the rumors that we heard about uh, this old market that would be built, at least in one of the two locations in Abu Dhabi. You see um, what looks like two cooking spots there, with big uh, round pans or whatever, whatever it is. And, and, and you said, is that a Jawa on the right side of the screen? Like, uh, like a full grown Jawa? (laughs)
1: His robe, I mean, it's, it's the, it's a very similar robe and uh, belt across the shoulder as a Jawa. And I thought, you know, are they doing sort of a, like, like, like a Lord of the Rings taking a full size actor and making them appear small in the filming or something. But, but uh, as you pointed out, uh, it's probably just typical desert wear.
0: Yes. I, I freeze-framed um, the the video when this person in the background is actually looking at the camera, and you can clearly see that he has a regular face. It's just a guy who is probably shielding himself from the sun. For a second when you were speculating about the Jawa thing, I was like, oh, my gosh. Let's, let's hope that we don't discover that all the Jawas that we saw before in the Star Wars universe were actually kids. And that, <laughs> that they were just, you know, punks who would soon turn into responsible, full-grown Jawas. They did Street not <laughs> rewrite history like that. <laughs> but in the background, you see also lots and lots of extras. I assume they are extras. And they're walking around. You see some cars. So this is just – we're probably looking at the the back of a set, or I, I'm not sure, but you can see lots and lots of regularly clothed people walking around trying to shield. It's clearly very hot because everybody is is, is wearing these uh, white pieces of cloth on their heads and everything to just shield themselves from the sun. Several people are carrying water bottles so it's it must be hot and dusty. But you can also see a few extras. There's this uh, bearded guy in a red Costume, and then next to him, and it's very hard to tell. There is this red character or person, or actually a character in black, and there are some. I think it's a it's a woman, and there are some protrusions coming from the head. Did you did you discover anything about that? You know, while freeze framing this?
1: No, it was very hard because there's there's some there's some items in the foreground kind of obscuring them a little bit. So it's holes, some tent poles, actually. Yeah, it's hard to kind of
0: but see. For a, for a very short, br- this is literally one frame. I was like, "Wait a minute! This kind of looks like the 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 is it the the spy who is um, following um, Luke and uh, what, what was that? the this the, the spy with his the, the the trunk. Remember? Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: No, I'm I'm not sure. Uh,
0: it's this this black figure, and he's got these goggles. And there's this this short trunk, and and he's he's like following, I think Luke Skywalker, and at one point, and it's like uh, which Which movie were we talking I think about? It were, I think this was in four. Mm. Um, in Moss Isley. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting all confused, and some some of our listeners complain that we're oh here we go. This is what, uh, it's the both and spy.
1: Yeah, the, when they walked into – it, it the, he was following him when they went into the Millennium the the Falcon right? and he talked into the communicator.
0: Yeah, is, isn't this when, when Luke Skywalker wants to sell his uh, land speeder in that, order to get the funds? Right, right. So I'm seeing something that looks a bit like a trunk, and it, I mean it's the same kind of black – Black robe, But again, I might be reading way too much in in this, and I want to apologize to some of our listeners who think that we're not doing our homework because we mess up some things and we're talking about, you know, expanded universe characters without even realizing that Darth, what was it, Plagueis, is such an important character. I I have to apologize. I'm not very versed in the expanded universe, but that's why we uh, enjoy the feedback of our listeners so much because, you know, together we know so much more than just the two of us and i'm I should be speaking about myself because obviously you know much more about about the expanded universe than I know well, a little bit i' uh it's been a while since I've read some of those books so let let's um, let's move. let's continue the video here and I just want to say one more thing right behind uh jj abrams uh, uh behind his right shoulder um well his his right shoulder for us it's on the left side of the picture you see something that looks like a big engine that could be an engine similar to the ones that we've seen in the pod racing mm-hmm. and it's just sitting there um probably for sale so it might be another like um I, I wouldn't be surprised that we get a lot of um like uh, hidden jokes about stuff referring to the other movies that we know just because that's the kind of stuff that that jj abrams loves to do Let's see what else is he uh, telling us. ...that you, uh, you hear and, and see are, are helping us make this movie, and it is an incredible thing. It's, it's just surreal uh, to be here uh, in this amazing place with these incredible people working on this film. Like, like a lot of you, I, I've been a Star Wars fan since I was a kid. So it's truly really a surreal thing to be working on this movie. I just, I can't believe it. And, and we're so grateful to all the Star Wars fans out there for their support and their patience that we would like to invite you to be part of the fun yeah. here. We want to put you in the movie. Now, and that is when we get the biggest surprise, and obviously this was staged. This is not by accident. You see this alien walking into the frame, and it's this kind of camel-like creature carrying what looks like uh, a couple of cages with, I don't know, Tatooine chicken?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Taduie chicken. It, it tastes like it tastes like chicken. I it, assume, but uh,
0: <laughs> it tastes like it tastes like sand people <laughs> or Banta, Banta poodoo. <laughs> well, is this an alien that we've ever seen before?
1: Well, some have speculated it's a alien. An expand, it looks like an expanded universe alien, uh, Hadritha. But I, I looked at the drawings that we've seen, and it doesn't look much like it. It's. It's. I think this is just um, something brand new. I don't necessarily think that it's this is a major character it's probably a background character
0: that's what I thought yes
1: and that uh, it's just you know that JJ J. Abrams wants to kind of have a fun joke with the with the fans and just yes. have this character walk through because that's what happens in Star Wars is fantastic creatures stumble you know c- kind of
0: walk through screen <laughs> the screen through the shot and uh, and so that's this is Star Wars. And so according to the people that, that speculated that this might be an expanded universe character, uh, the, the the description of the, what is it, Hadrochi or something? I'm not sure how you, yeah, it how you pronounce a- it. The, these were d- diminutive fur-covered cameloids with short brown hair covering their bodies and with thin arms and legs. Shorter than the average human, the Hadrachi had a higher propensity for force sensitivity than most species. I think that's a little bit too much... Information for what is probably, like you say, uh, just a background character. But
1: I think it has. I mean, this has a symbolic significance uh, in that I think you know this is a practical effect. This is a this is a person in a costume. I think so. Yes. And 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 th- I think what J.J. Abrams is kind of saying to the fans, this is not. This isn't another CGI film. You know, this isn't you know a, a CGI Watto uh, again. You know, this is, we're going to have real. Uh, creatures, real characters on set for the actors to interact with.
0: Absolutely. That, and if, that is very important. It, it, you're, you're totally right. It's not something that they dwell upon, but it it is a statement in itself. It's like we're going to use lots of practical things on the set. And even the creatures, and it would be so easy to say, well, just going to do that in CGI. It's way cheaper. We're just going to put them right there and then. And, and, and I, the poor guy, he must be <laughs> choking in there I, I i even have a hard time figuring out where it where the head of the actor is because <laughs> you see the hands and the, well it's clearly not the neck is too long for a for a human head to 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 be in there so perhaps the person is inside that cage with the black chickens i'm thinking actually the head is probably in the part above the cage of the black
1: the black chickens it's like a slightly smaller part and there's something around sort of inside i'm um, in the- yeah it would be about the right height for a person.
0: It's, it's a wonderful creation, though. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that there is some kind of magic trick that makes it look like an alien, but there is, there is actually a, just a human person in there. Um, it, it is fantastic. And and um, what also struck me is that there is a lot of um, animatronic technology in this one character. I mean, all these chickens are moving, and the head of this alien is also Moving and blinking, and the mouth is moving. So there's a ton of technology on the inside, and uh, and yet it looks very much, you know, natural and nothing nothing too special. Right. And keeping in mind, this is not Henson. Uh, no, indeed, because people were like, "Wow, that looks like a Jim Henson creature uh, creature shop character," but it's not because they asked Jim Henson's Creature Shop, and they they have confirmed that we were not involved in Episode Seven. And in fact, they didn't they weren't they weren't involved in um, any of the star
1: wars like yoda was not a, a technically a henson workshop that's true thing. that's true it's just that oh what is his name the the actor who always voiced yoda and and and, and mm-hmm. the, the, the puppet was was someone who worked on the muppets but he wasn't the 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 the, the company henson didn't create any of the creatures but i mean it certainly lives up to the standards that jim henson set it's yeah. it's a,
0: creature it's frank oz by the way who who celebrated his 70th birthday uh, uh just the other day i think it was this weekend um yeah it's uh, i mean his voice alone was I, I, it's, it's miss piggy and all these all these famous creatures and and he is yoda and that will be part of history forever i'm still no, hoping that you, you know, it, it would, <laughs> yeah I, I i i so hope that they find a way to Bring back Yoda, or or his species, or whatever. I I just feel that Yoda is, and I've I've said this before. I think is 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 like uh, Schmeagel. It's 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 totally something that is going to be so iconic for people. And and a Star Wars movie without Yoda is that truly Star Wars? I don't know.
1: Right. I mean, we've apart from uh, A New Hope, he's been in all of them. Yeah.
0: No? Oh well. Well, here's hoping. <laughs> um let's see the um the, there was much more news and a lot of this this other news uh came through us uh th- thanks to Facebook social media Twitter um Instagram photos and uh here is here's is a very very interesting one uh this is a photo that was that was posted just the other day of 2 um, stunt performers, Florian Robin and Chloe Bruce, enjoying the Abu Dhabi sun as their work on location for episode seven comes to a close. And you see them training and it looks very impressive. I mean, they're hanging, one of them is hanging uh, upside down. And and the uh, uh, the female stunt performer... Uh, Chloe, she she does this amazing like I don't know karate pose or it it made me think of the of uh, the 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 newer version of a Karate Kid where where the uh is it's actually um, uh, Will Smith's son right who does this amazing like kicking movement where he has to like kick the bell for for his training and it's it's that that kind of karate you know martial arts kind of pose and it looks fantastic. <laughs> Any idea? Why they are there? What this could be? Well, um, what we've what we've
1: heard some rumors is that uh, so da- that Daisy Ridley's character, Daisy the the one female lead apart from uh, uh, Carrie Fisher that <laughs> we, we've heard uh, that her character is extremely gymnastic. Wow! And so that uh, that these um, two people plus a few others were on were there to. Uh, both to train with Daisy Ridley, but also to be well, at least one, one or more of them to be stunt doubles for
0: her and for others. That's certainly what I think is yeah. uh, must be part of, of what they're doing there.
1: Yes. And in fact, I don't know if you saw this. We hadn't talked before, but there's a supposedly a video of Daisy Ridley doing or, 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 or her, her, her double doing a stunt.
0: Really? I yeah. have not seen that.
1: Uh, it's It was tweeted by uh, guerestellari.net. So uh, uh, that's, uh, I think it's French for Star Wars. And uh, oh, wow. on us uh, yeah. it was, and it's uh, a. It must be Italian. You, it's, okay, yes, Stellari, <laughs> yes. Um, and so it's this YouTube video of, uh, and it's just it, it's from several different angles, and they're not in costume, so it's probably a training session. And it shows a young woman in a harness getting struck by what looks like sort of it's probably a, a, a wooden lightsaber a, a training lightsaber
0: and then flying through the air backwards and wow yeah, and oh sh- i'm 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 going to that website right now and see if i can find it yeah. uh, it i think it must be guerestellari.net though because the .com goes to uh yes uh, In- domain In- thing uh, i think i've got the website here let me see what that that would be amazing like like uh, first like stunt footage I've uh,
1: I've sent you the link right to the YouTube. Actually, if you uh, in in Skype, excellent, so excellent.
0: Yeah, I'll just click on that and I'm going to discover this. I apologize to all of you that actually uh, <laughs> are keeping up with all the Star Wars news. <laughs> I guess I've just holy cow! Oh, that looks awesome. So the stunt person I'm not sure if it's a so you think it's the 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 woman
1: well it says um in the description Daisy Oh, it's Daisy
0: Ritley okay yeah uh,
1: however I'm surprised if they let their their lead actress
0: so their brand new movie
1: who's just started filming doing these kind of stunts but
0: possibly interesting some people in the in the in the comments though on YouTube say this is a confirmed fake and then other people are like, no, 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 that's not so sure. So we, I, don't I think we, 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 have any confirmation about this. This looks like, by the way, it's a square video, so it looks like something that um, people made with Vine or with yeah. Instagram.
1: Instagram, yeah, it's possible. I mean, that and I, that's, uh, Frankly, that's probably the only way they could re- they could get away with recording it if they did. Yes. Um, I, i've seen uh, back and forth i've seen uh people say you know it's 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 very possible and other people say no it couldn't be possible i have not seen anybody who could definitively debunk it yeah um that you know as if uh, oh this was from um some other movie and here is here it is on a dvd from that movie's uh, extra content that sort of thing the, i mean this is it's it's definitely possible and you know, given that the, we have this Florian Robin and this Chloe Bruce and these other very gymnastic sorts of people who have been on the set in Abu Dhabi talking about doing all kinds of action. And, you know, the, the, here's a quote from one of them. Um, mm-hmm. An extra on the set of Star Wars 7 told me, today was very exciting, very exhausting, really awesome. It was all about action today. Explosions were awesome. And Daisy, amazing like always, light on her feet, sharp face, beautiful, quick, and very polite. Um, so, so this... So apparently she's, you know, in these scenes where there's lots of action and explosions and stuff like that. So, you know, the, the idea of, you know, her being thrown
0: back by an explosion, I mean, that's certainly not fascinating. Because it would mean if she truly is the daughter of Han and, and Leia, it, it she is a pretty badass daughter. This <laughs> she's, she's, sounds almost like a Jedi or at least someone who's, who's very, very strong any
1: daughter of Han and Leia is gonna have to is gonna to pick up some uh, amazing
0: jeans first yeah but it's pretty cool I mean it, it it just goes to show that this is not going to be the classic you know just beautiful princess in, 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 in despair uh, with the, the male characters saving her this looks much more like you know this is a, very much a bit like like the original princess Leia who was very fierce and, 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 and took charge all the time. but That's now right. we get some awesome fighting combined with that. Whoa. And we know for sure that Daisy Ridley, and that, that was so exciting, is in Abu Dhabi. And we have two, uh, we had two um, elements uh, of, of proof. Uh, one of which was her own photo that she posted on Twitter of her sitting on a camel <laughs> um, and saying, "Having the best time here. Abu Dhabi is an incredible place." And then. The thing that is so amazing is that right behind her, on uh, a camel, is John Boyega. Right. And so we know for sure that he is there too, and we got a second confirmation of that because he posted actually a uh, very short Instagram uh, uh, film clip, and it's made in exactly the same location as as on the on Daisy Ridley's photo. Um, and 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 it has sound. So he's sitting there. He's wearing sunglasses. Um, and well, this is what he filmed.
1: On my way to work, I to take a different form of transport.
0: And then he turns the camera around, and we see that he's sitting on a camel. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's just playing like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm on a camel. It's so funny. This could be a an old spice, uh, uh, adver- uh, viral advertisement. I'm on a camel. <laughs> I, here, I'm in Star Wars, and now I'm on a camel. <laughs> but you see Daisy Ridley right in front of him. This yeah. is the kind of stuff that I love seeing. But the fact that John Boyega is also in Abu Dhabi, um, it uh, it seems it 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 concurs with some of the other rumors that say that actually it is both um, John Boyega and Daisy Ridley, who have very important roles. Um, they're leads. They're not just you know, minor characters. And we knew that from Daisy Ridley, but we did not have any confirmation about John Boyega's role. The fact that he's there, yeah. I think he's going to be in, 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 he, he's in this for the long run. I'm pretty sure that he will be uh, also in the other two movies. And I still think it would be cool if he would be, you know, Lando Calrissian's son. Calrissian <laughs> Jr. How cool would that be? <laughs> but be, that might be stretching it a little bit too much. Um, we also know um, that who is not there. Uh, we haven't heard about uh, uh, Carrie Fisher or Mark Hamill, but we know for sure that Carrie Fisher is not in Abu Dhabi because she was at a conference um, at the same time. And she actually did a lot of interviews about... Star Wars and about Episode Seven, and she said um, that uh, her filming will only start in a few weeks. Well, that's interesting. She's she's not on Abu Dhabi. Still kind of con- jives with uh, my my very hypothetical uh, v- uh, script version that I that I uh, uh, gave last time on on the show uh, that Carrie Fisher would actually be on uh, Carusant or I don't know, just somewhere else. Um, but I, I, I speculated at the time that it would be R2, R2-D2 who would um, be the bring the call to adventure to Luke Skywalker by showing uh, another hologram, uh, very reminiscent of the one we star- saw in Star Wars 4, but that this time it would not be Carrie Fisher, but it would be Daisy Ridley. Uh, now I'm thinking, you know what? I still want that to happen. I still want R2-D2 to show an, a hologram to Luke Skywalker, but yeah. perhaps it is Carrie Fisher. It's like, I'm... You know, I couldn't. I couldn't join you, but I'm here. I need your help. You're our only hope.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, we could speculate that Luke has returned to Tatooine, and this is why Daisy Ridley and John Boyega's characters are there for some reason to, you know, to to contact to get him. him. Yes, that's what I hope. Yeah, and they're bringing R two and C three PO to 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 talk to him. You know, although I wonder, you know, wouldn't wouldn't they be with Luke? I mean, they sort of belong to Luke. So that's that's the only thing I'm thinking about with that I one. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean uh, the the well,
1: that was the is the, you know, the 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 astromech droid for his
0: uh, X-wing, right? Yes, I know, but I mean before that he was actually um Ben Kenobi's droid, so I, I don't know. They've changed ownership several times, and perhaps (laughs) Luke Skywalker doesn't need. What's the use for a protocol droid on Tatooine? Well, he speaks Bocce, but (laughs) I'm sure that technology has evolved a little bit over the 30 years. So, although uh, Anakin did build him on
1: on Tatooine, so that's true. True. Had some reason, I suppose.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, it's uh, what we do know now, and that is new information. Is that since we have these stunt performers, we have these rumors about fights that the well, when you have protagonists fighting, there have to be opponents, right? There have to be. Is it is it going to be dark side opponents? Is this just local? Scum villainy—that is—that is, uh, that is uh, somehow getting our our heroes into trouble. What we do know is that we're going to see some some serious fighting, two stunt people, and clearly very you know lean and mean ones. It's cool to know that Tatooine is not just going to be this kind of backwards, boring uh, sequence in a movie where mm-hmm. nothing really happens uh, uh, until the moment that they actually go to space and 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 that's where the adventure starts. I think we're going to see quite some action on Tatooine
1: and i think we're going to see it from the beginning that's sort of a that's a that's a jj abrams absolutely picture on on a movie like this it's it starts off with a bang then you'll have a little bit of a lull where you can Kind I of get the story set and then bang again yes. and it's just the way it is. Well
0: and and, and I've said before and, and in my kind of uh, hypothetical plot line I've tried to integrate this when uh, when there's the call to adventure which also always happens in 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 the the that's the format of of the Star Wars stories when there's a call to adventure there's always a gatekeeper that is one or several people who don't want the hero to go on this adventure, and that is always a, 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 an occasion for conflict and for a fight where this gatekeeper has to be overcome. Well, the fact we have these stunt people, the, there might be fighting, that could totally match this theory of mine that there is there is going to be a gatekeeper, whether it is a local gatekeeper or whether it is someone who is you know also involved on a on a greater scale, like we saw in uh, with Darth Maul. Um, on uh, Tatooine as well. We don't know for sure, but there is definitely going to be... As far as I can tell, this still totally matches the the tropes of, of Star Wars storytelling. Yes. It's exciting. Now, let's go back to Carrie Fisher because she, she has revealed uh, uh, quite a bit of things about about her involvement in Star Wars. The first thing that she has said is that she wants to get Leia Right. Um, and I'm reading an article here on the BBC Entertainment uh, website. Star Wars actress Carrie Fisher has said the latest film in the Hollywood franchise will let her get Princess Leia right this time. Speaking at the Hay Festival in Wales, Fisher said of her role, which means she's in the UK, uh, but also means that she's not in Abu Dhabi. Um, she said of her role, I think less British. I looked a little pretentious faking that the accent. The actress was 19 when she was cast in the 1977 film. She will join the original film stars Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill. um, And she joked that she and her fellow actors all look a little melted. (laughs) That's an understatement. Uh, It is good to have us all in a room because it's unique. I mean, I don't suppose they have reunions with the Gone with the Wind gang, she continued. (laughs) I think people should be forced to do it 30 years on. Classic films like that. That they had either to make another film or to put together an anecdote. So yeah, I, I I agree with her. There is a huge value into bringing these people back together. They did that with the Goonies, right? They brought all the actors back together, and they just mm-hmm. reminiscing. And it's 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 something that gives you so much more information about how these movies were made. Fisher also joked she would revisit her character's famous hairstyle in two buns on either side of her head in the film due to be released in time for Christmas 2015. Here's a quote. That hairdo can never really be repeated without gales of laughter, she told the audience. I've begged them to put the hair back on in gray and just catch me looking with the hair like Granny Leia. (laughs) 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 Oh, I love it. Um... And then, um, of course, people bombard her with uh, questions about the script, about her role. And then she refuses to answer, saying, I would get in trouble no matter how I answer that question. But that is not the only thing that she revealed. She also said that for the role, and this is also confirming a rumor that we heard before, uh, they made her lose uh, more than 30 pounds, I think. Which she did. (laughs) So kudos on her. That is quite an achievement. So she had to be in, you know, had to get in shape. And uh, according to her, she has spent this entire last year to, you know, try to get to that point and lose the pounds. And I think the same was said by Mark Hamill, wasn't it? Yes, that he
1: he, he was endeavoring to get into into, uh, fighting shape. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Fighting shape is that something he said or is that just something that we I, I, that's assume? Sort of, that's sort of a, a phrase you know, <laughs> that we say,
1: but uh, it would be appropriate because uh, we, we we would expect that the uh,
0: the master Jedi
1: is going to have uh, uh, at least uh, some swordplay
0: go- coming up in the in this movie. Yeah, you don't want to see him just going from fast food joint to fast food joint on the local <laughs> Moss Eisley marketplace, right? <laughs> These aren't the fries you're looking for. <laughs> These aren't the fries. you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm just waiting to see the before and after photos <laughs> of these actors. <laughs> that alone would make a, a perfect internet meme. But think about it that
1: um, she's been losing weight for a year. So, you know, all of this uh, this 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 funny business of you know where they were hemming and hawing about whether they were going to be in the movie. They've been getting ready for a year. Yeah. I mean, whether they were actually signed or not, uh, you know, given that the potential was there, they probably at least knew the potential. And if I'm going to do this, I need to get started in, you know, whether the contract has been signed or not. Uh, So uh, I think it shows that the desire to be in this movie, at least for some of them, has been there for some time. Oh, of course.
0: Of course. Here's something else that she said during that same convention. Um and I'm not sure if this is something she said on stage or whether it was part of a, an interview. Um, she, she knows that uh, she is now subject to microscopic attention and she's been sworn to secrecy about the film. Um, and then she said, I have to censor myself, which is not an impulse of mine. Um, and we know that for sure. And then she says, it is literally like D-Day if the Nazis find out we're coming. <laughs> but I understand. There is just this insane interest. People grew up with these characters, so it's their childhoods. Um, and getting the cast together to read through the script was, she says, surreal. Um, and then you have the Gone with the Wind quote. Um, and and uh, she's like, it's, it's, it's just amazing. What a trip. She didn't hesitate to take the part, even though it came with the dismaying caveat that she had to lose 35 pounds, something that she has spent the past year doing. And here's another quote. Well, yeah, they did that on the first Star Wars, she says. Uh, they always hire not entirely me. They always want me minus anywhere between 10 and 30 to 40 pounds. <laughs> In this case, I've been very cooperative. If I could have been as cooperative as I am in this situation in relationships, I'd be happily married. But I complied. (laughs) I've learned over time that you're not supposed to like everything you do. That was shocking to me to find that out at, like, 30 years old. Well, okay. I don't have to like it. Then, hey, you know what? I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Asking her what she does best, she she says, unusually bashful. I don't know. I'm not a lot of things, ha, but then I'm more of other things. And then uh, she never thought of herself as an actress. Um, She does a fine line in Sharp, Witty, Heroines, uh, Leah, of course, but also Mary in When Harry Met Sally, um, she says I play parts that are very close to me I would think really good actors are travelers they get outside of themselves and play people f- distant from themselves with emotions and accents I can't do that I am an archaeologist I stay where I am and don't get too far afield I think that she's underestimating herself a little bit right
1: yeah I mean but she hasn't done a whole lot of like work she's you know there's she doesn't have a very an extensive filmography um so i could see that i mean i've always thought this about actors is that either either there's someone who's more comfortable being someone else i mean the great actors they they often seem like they're more comfortable being someone else uh and then they play all these different roles and then you have the people who just kind of they don't stray far from their from their personality and 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 I think that's what she's trying to say: is, is that, you know, when she t- seeks out a role, she's not looking for something. She's not looking to, you know, uh, like a, like like Glenn Close does, you know, or Meryl Streep. They're mm-hmm. playing all these wildly different roles. But she sort of seeks out and finds roles that are sort of, you know, her doing whatever this person does. I can see that in her.
0: That's why like, I hope that she still will have that same sense of humor written into yeah. her character. Because yeah. that's totally uh, there's a certain levity to her. Uh, she's a princess, yes. Uh, she has a, a tremendous responsibility. She sees her home planet being destroyed, and yet she is kind of full of energy. and And I hope that they somehow can bring that into her character right now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit conflicted about what she says about uh, to th- to to know what I, what to think about what she says about her accent. I mean, it would be a bit strange to all of a sudden hear Princess Leia talking with a. Like a very strong American, you know, just Californian accent or something.
1: Yeah, I never thought it was a. It, she had a, a a British accent though. That doesn't. Well, that's is. not something I would have
0: ever said. Was that
1: she had a like an accent? Um, like I suppose it's just lack of an accent. Would, was is the is is what she had? I'm just trying to think now. I mean, just... the,
0: the, the stench. I I, I thought I'd I, I'd smelt your stench here. Blah blah blah. And the more you tighten your grip, the more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose it just sounds more enunciated
1: to me than than British. yeah, but, yeah uh, that, you're right about that. Yeah. Cuz the British do sound enunciated. Yeah, you know, they enunciate much better than we do. But um I I guess I guess I mean I, I w- it would be disconcerting to hear a different style from her. You know, it's interesting, you know, that when you talk about her the wit of the character of Leia, I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, from a from a 19 to 25 year old cuz that's about the range we saw her mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Um that that sort of um, young vim and vigor, very you know that that spunky spirit, and now at in a at a thirty years on what how that comes across and 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 what that's like and how they write for her this role because it can it can come across very differently from someone older. It can come across as you know cynical, whereas it was yes weary. So it'll be interesting to see how how uh, princess leia, whatever whatever her title is gonna be in this new movie, how Leia's uh, you know personality comes across and and for and for that matter, Han and Luke. I mean, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how have our these favorite characters have changed in thirty years what what how will they have made them progress or not progress? Uh, hopefully they've, They've seasoned a bit. I mean, you know, what is is Han just a cranky old man now? <laughs>
0: no, I think he still has that sense of humor. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if you would still call her princess or your highness. You know, <laughs> you need to have some of that banter in this movie as well.
1: And, and it will be
0: awesome to hear it again. It'll be like
1: <sighs> it'll be like revisiting old yeah, friends after many absolutely, years Absolutely,
0: absolutely. She did say some 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 minor tidbits as well uh, during that conference. Um, some of them tongue in cheek. Uh, She said that her favorite moment filming the original trilogy was killing Jabba the Hutt, and she's hoping to have the opportunity at it again, as killing a giant monster is the only reason to become an actor. (laughs) She also (laughs) confirmed that she wears the gold bikini from Return of the Jedi every day, all the time. Um then she, and this is interesting, as a scriptwriter, she was asked to evaluate the Episode 7 script, which she couldn't comment on for fear of getting into trouble. But she did respond with, hey, it's written by Lawrence Kasdan and J.J. J. Abrams. Do the math. <laughs> so I love that. That is a clear indication that she thinks it's an awesome script. And, of course, we don't doubt that. We yeah. don't dare to doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> now... Uh, in other news, another rumor. It started like a rumor, and then we got more and more confirmation. This was, have you seen this? About um, uh, Thea and Lyanna Shengalaya, uh, mm-hmm. supposedly having filmed for four days on Star Wars Episode Seven in Abu Dhabi. Now, these are also known. These are two sisters, a twin, twin sisters, known as uh, the Healer Twins. And if I look at their um, YouTube profile, um, it, they form an Indo-jazz band based in Dubai with Oriental Music Fusions. Um, so that's that's interesting. Um, then th- they posted a photo um, on, I guess, Instagram. And there was a little bit of uh, um, go, going back and forth with the guys from uh, Jedi News UK. Uh, And they start it with a a photo and then saying, after four days of shooting, bye-bye Abu Dhabi. And then uh, Jedi News was awesome. Congrats. I know you can't talk about it, but we hope it went well. And then uh, they respond to that saying, it went well. Thank you. And then Jedi News uh, replies to that, you're coming to the UK for a Pinewood Studio shoot? And then they answer, well, we never know. So this clearly (laughs) indicates that there has been some, you know, talking between these two parties, and that this was all about Star Wars Seven. And um, I I think there was some, some more confirmation later on that these two are actually uh, part of uh, uh, of of the scenes that were filmed in Abu Dhabi. And so these are we're talking about performers, singers. Mm -hmm. So I went to their YouTube. Uh, page and I found actually one of their songs and we'll just want to play a little bit uh, of this, and the song is called Snake in the Desert. <laughs> When you hear this, you combine that with the information that they might have been involved in the Abu Dhabi scenes. What is your first thought, uh, Dom? My first thought is uh, the Cantina has a new band. That's what I was thinking, <laughs> and they're two good-looking girls as well. So you know, I'm I'm like Twellex. Something like that? They need just to... bubble-headed uh, uh, jazz band, but... Uh... <laughs> that, that would be not very likely, I think, just seeing these two girls. I, I think that would be a shame to put them in a, in a nasty alien outfit. But uh, Twi'leks, yeah, I could totally see that. But, so anyway, I, I'm thinking musical number, which means yeah. Mos Eisley, which means the Cantina is back, which means one of the most iconic scenes in the history of Star Wars is something that they will bring back, and I think that is, would be a, an extremely smart move.
1: Yes, that, that set, uh, and
0: I'm sure it will be recreated down to the, down to the tiniest oh, detail. It would be so cool. Rumor said that the, the, the entire cantina set ha, had also been built in, um, in, in Pinewood Studios, or rebuilt. Which would would also explain why Jedi News UK is inquiring whether or not they will also have to do work in um, in Pinewood Studios in the UK. Yeah, uh, you
1: know it's interesting though if if they were, I, I don't know why they would film an interior in Abu Dhabi like that. What well, they would usually film that sort of thing on on a on a soundstage. Yep. So you know what? Why would they be working on the set unless they have more the unless they have more to do than just be on the stage singing in the background? So maybe maybe you know there were four days on the set. I don't know. It's just it's it would it seems interesting to me that they would be filming in Abu Dhabi. Uh, you know, are they are they filming some in some of the interiors
0: in Abu Dhabi on these sets? That's an interesting question. Well, perhaps there there, there is like a, an outdoor performance as well. Be, Why it should be. it always be inside? There might be like a, a a beach party. It's just a very very big beach with no sea. It even
1: has a patio.
0: That would be- <laughs> <laughs> who knows? I don't know. They might just just change it a little bit. Like, they could. They could. It's just an interesting something to think about. But again, musical numbers that is not new to Star Wars. Uh, we've seen that before. I'm I'm just hoping that it's going to be good music and not the oh I'm still so disturbed by. The original alien song in in Jabba's palace, and then the one that replaced it. They were both terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, a case where the edit didn't didn't hurt or improve <sighs> Well, that's the other thing too is it doesn't necessarily have to be the cantina. I suppose no, it could no. be like a Jabba's palace sort of sort of thing too.
0: Totally possible. Although you know, seeing that that that, that there are just two locations in Abu Dhabi, one definitely looks like something that is Mos Eisley. It's a it's a city. I don't think we're going to see anything like Jabba's Palace. I know that it's one of your theories that we see Jabba's Palace and that the huts are back and they've just restored an (laughs) AT-AT. But (laughs) I'm not sure I want to see that.
1: (laughs) I'm still still wondering about it. Still wondering about it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, they will certainly surprise us, of course. Um,
1: Whatever this alien house is that they refer to in the rumors that the crew, you know, mm-hmm. have one of the sets that the crew refer to is the alien house, which could be sort of code word for Cantina where you have a variety of aliens
0: or. Although it doesn't look very much alien. It, 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 it could also be something much more elaborate, like Jabba's palace, or something. Perhaps there might be another big crime lord hanging out on, uh, you know, in the in the vicinity of of Mos Eisley, and that is, has something to do with uh, the trouble that our protagonists get into.
1: It could be, it could be. I mean, it could be House for an alien, or it could be a house of aliens. Uh, you know, one or the other, so it's it's uh, it's got you can interpret it several different ways, but that would be interesting. That's interesting,
0: you know. I, I, want you to go, I want to go back to the uh, the two stunt people that were there in Abu Dhabi. Uh, and I've looked up the profile for Chloe Bruce, who's from the UK, by the way. And she has a uh, a demo video of her doing lots of martial arts moves, and it is incredible if that is a stand in for um uh, for uh, Ridley's character, then I think it's, it's she's gonna kick ass. Plus, I'm thinking it's probably not just a martial fight a martial arts fi- uh, type of fighting. But what you know she's the son, she's the daughter of Han Solo. So uh, I'm thinking uh, she, she has to be a pilot as well. Don't you think? If she's on on Tatooine, um, I mean Luke Skywalker was from Tatooine, he was he, he ended up in a in a pilot uh, suit and in, in an X- wing fighter. That's right. I I would I would love it and how how cool would it be for for kids nowadays for for girls to have this awesome you know uh spiffy good-looking fighting and also fighter pilot kind of protagonist. I think it would wipe away all the 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 rumblings of fans that there wouldn't be enough girl power in this movie. <laughs> I think that would be awesome and uh it would be it would be great to see uh
1: uh if if this Chloe Bruce is her stunt double to see some of the uh the fighting style of uh a daughter of Han and Leia and uh perhaps trained by
0: Luke. Who knows? That would be, be a very interesting character. Amazing. Yeah, actually that is that's another great idea. What if she has been sent to Tatooine to train with Luke Skywalker? Mm-hmm. And he's training her to become a Jedi. That might actually be part of the ongoing story. You know, George Lucas loved to put us in the middle of a story. So what if that is actually what's going on? She is there on Tatooine. Oh, you know what? That could be the case. What if she was sent to Tatooine to be trained by Luke Skywalker? Because there is so much going on in the universe and there's a problem, blah, blah, blah. Parents are like, okay, Luke, Uncle Luke, he's the perfect guy to train her. And then the call to action is not just for Luke Skywalker, but also for Daisy Ridley's character. Yes. And, it, is, and it, it might be R2-D2 with a, a hologram of Princess Leia. Like, I need the two of you. Come over now. And then, of course, they have to come back to whatever planet that Leia is on. And, and what if she's like, okay, I'm sending the Millennium Falcon with <laughs> Calrissian Jr. And he's going to pick you up in Mosaic League, so go there.
1: And, and, and they, meet
0: him at the cantina.
1: And then when they get to Mos Eisley to meet him, that's when, the, the, as you say, the obstacle to the yeah. call adventure uh, intervenes and they have to escape from them and get to the, the Falcon and, and get away.
0: Totally. And she might actually also have met a young boy, you know, the, the – um, uh, what's his name? The, the guy who was one of the Weasleys. Oh, yeah. So that might be a love interest of her. And uh, Or someone who's working on on the farm with, with Luke Skywalker. And then uh, I still want that tr- love triangle, right? So I want uh, Boyega and the other guy to, you know. And nerf hurting still? Uh, mm, not so sure anymore. Let's not mention that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no more nerfs. Um, although, you know what? I still think it's a cool idea. <laughs> but very unlikely. It would be very cute
1: if if uh Han Solo Han and Leia's daughter fell for a nerf herder
0: that oh, would yeah the I ultimate think so. i think so too <laughs> and then she has to choose between the nerf herder and the awesome you know Calrissian, smooth talking millennium falcon uh, pilot who is who is who happens to be the favorite uh, future go- uh future uh husband you know what is it like the the guy that Han Solo would prefer <laughs> <laughs> it's like of course you you got to go with him. I mean he's a, he's a, he's a pilot and you don't want to go with nerf herders. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Well we, we have not heard anything about anyone else in uh, Abu Dhabi yet so I I I I don't know. Um, let's see, what else have we got? Um, I think that kind of wraps it up when... It, well, well, we have one more bit of news that's yes. not episode seven. Exactly, related. that's where I actually was heading, and that yes. has to do with the standalone films. Well, go ahead and tell me what this is all about. Thank you for letting me break the news,
1: a, a, Or although our fans have already heard it, but it's that we have a director and a writer for the next movie, the first standalone film, um, a, a director that who's got a, a big film in theaters now that I think you've just seen, Gareth
0: Edwards, who uh, just directed the new Godzilla, and previously and, did the awesome kind of uh, indie film Monsters, which is a movie if you haven't seen it, fantastic, see it. super low budget, but man, what a great movie that is! I'll have to
1: find that on Netflix. And then the screenplay by Gary Whitta, which uh, 2010s the book of Eli, and has. Been, um, it was been in the video game industry and some other things like that. But, he was uh, a
0: writer actually of uh, some of the episodes of the game adaptation of The Walking Dead, which is one of the best adventure games ever written. I've heard that it's that the
1: that it, as a companion to the to the to the se- TV series that the game is actually really well done, and in fact is based. Yes based as, as much on the uh, graphic
0: novels as it is on the TV series. And it is so amazing what they are able to do. It, given the limitations of the type of, you know, these are Telltale games. They did the um, Back to the Future games, and um, this goes back to the original, you know, uh, Monkey Island uh, tradition. But um, so it's, it's a lot of, um, like, animation sequences where you quickly have to choose, and and whatever you choose, it, 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 the movie goes forward based on the choices that you make um, and, and it requires really craftful writing to still get you involved because you're looking for at least in, in in a lot of the sequences of these uh, games to to um, uh, to animation sequences. Yes. And, but the writing is so well done. it's actually as it feels as if you've watched a movie after you've played this game. So that, that is uh, to me that was even more important to hear then that he wrote The Book of Eli, which is a fine movie, but yep. nothing too special. I mean, that, that could have been written by anyone. Um, so the uh, there were some statements from uh, from these people. So Gareth Edwards said, Ever since I saw Star Star." Ever since I saw Star Wars, I knew exactly what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Join the Rebel Alliance. I could not be more excited and honored to go on this mission with Lucasfilm, said Edwards. And then Gary Wittes said, um, from the moment, or Gary Witta Uh, From the moment I first saw the original movie as a wide-eyed kid, Star Wars has been the single most profound inspiration to my imagination and to my career as a writer. It is deeply special to me, so to be given the opportunity to contribute to its ongoing legacy, especially in collaboration with a filmmaker as talented as Gareth, is literally a dream come true. I'm still pinching myself. So once again, we have two people that are not just very qualified for the job for which they were hired, but that they are lifelong Star Wars fans, seem to be just as giddy about their involvement in Star Wars as was J.J. Abrams when he was asked.
1: You know, it's very interesting that, uh, at, that oh, these things have all come together at one time, that George Lucas has sold uh, Lucasfilm to Disney and that Disney is committed to making all these new films, all this new production for Dis- uh, Star Wars at about the same time that those of us in that first generation, and and a lot of filmmakers who became entered this industry, whether they're writing or directing or whatever, because of their exposure to Star Wars, or at least in in large part uh, because of it, it, that they're now of an age that they can take on these these uh, these films themselves as fans and as professionals. You know that it's it's all kind of come together and. Perhaps this is you know, a, a sort of a golden age of Star Wars is, is starting for us. It would be a nice thing to, to think that, that we're going to have this, this, you know, the next 10 years or so of great Star Wars content.
0: Do we have any idea what this standalone movie will be about?
1: Well, this, we have the same old rumors that we had before. There's this, this, basically I've heard three basic rumors. One, a, f- a film about Boba Fett. Yes. Uh, whatever form that takes, another film about Yoda, which would be nice. We get like you said before, we get to see Yoda again, would be would be nice, and then a film about um, uh, uh, Red Squadron, X Wing, uh, Red Squadron. Uh, in fact, we've had some confirmation. We talked about this in our last episode uh, that a an executive from the the game company Hasbro uh, revealed in an internal meaning that uh you know some details I'm trying to find my notes on that about um, future films cuz they they need to know this stuff in order to uh start preparing the toys i suppose um, and i don't have the the note here but he talked about the three um, trilogy uh movies the mm-hmm. the tentpole movies we call them and then that the spin-off films in between and uh, at least one of them was, was uh, codenamed code like Red Squadron or, or Red something, oh, wow. or whatever, Red 5, I think it was. Um, and that's where some people are getting the idea that it's probably it, it possibly a uh, movie about X-Wing, Red Squadron, uh, something like that. And it that, would definitely
0: be the easiest storyline to probably uh, develop. Because oh, yeah. it's 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 like a surefire hit. It's something that can <laughs> you can do anything with that. Um, you can either use lots of of uh, existing elements from the time frame of four, five, and six, or you can just go completely beyond that and do something that is uh, they just need to fly to a place where no one else <laughs> has been story wise, and you can do whatever you want. The fact that Edwards mentions that his 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 dream was to join the Rebel Alliance kind of would would fit with this, you know, squadron red red squadron type of storyline. However, I'm also thinking I've I've just uh, seen uh, Godzilla, which by the way is a very very well-done monster movie. Um it is filmed in a way that is reminiscent of of the golden era of Spielberg and it's it's rare because the the last big monster movie um Cloverfield had a lot of that. That was very trendy at the time, you know, the shaky camera, and it was all. God, it worked, but I'm I'm so glad to see that slowly the movie industry is going back to quality stuff. Let's, if God gave us tripods, why not use one from time to time, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that Godzilla, new Godzilla movie is is really feels like quality quality movie. Um, I, I'm not sure if all the. Godzilla fans are happy. I'm I'm just a like a casual Godzilla fan. I thought it was a great movie. I I loved it from the beginning to the end. Had a great time. It's also a movie that I want to see again. But I was thinking, you know, it's a it's a monster movie involving huge CGI monsters. Would they have hired him because of that? Uh because because the movie are we going to see like um the hidden story of the Rancor <laughs> or something like that <laughs> featuring big monsters or or is he hired because of his achievement with monsters? Where it was a f- a very much more a, a, like a personal story, and it was kind of close-up, personal. It was much about the interaction and relationships and that sort of stuff.
1: It could be hard to kind of to, to guess what the movie is going to be like based on what the directors have done in the past. I mean, you think about before Peter Jackson did uh, the Lord of the Rings. You know, he was known for or the Frighteners and some yeah. other movies, which were which were fine, which were you know decent movies, but nothing like. The Lord of the Rings, for example. So I I true, don't know that it, that we glean too much from and him. The same, ha- the
0: same is true, by the way, for for the uh, uh, various directors that were involved in the Harry Potter saga, where also a lot of them had. If, if you looked at their previous work, you would have never guessed that they would ever do uh, Harry Potter.
1: Yeah. By the way, I found my note on the uh, the the this timeline of of uh, future films, and this was from a present internal presentation at Hasbro, in this. Uh, It listed so 2015 episode seven, 2016 Boba Fett, 2017 episode eight, 2018 Solo, 2019 episode nine, and 2020 Red Five. So that's that. You know, again, rumor. Who knows what that means? So Uh,
0: which one would be the first one?
1: Boba Fett. A Boba Fett. Hmm. And we've heard that before. That yeah, but
0: they were struggling with the character of Boba Fett. How to make him a hero? How to keep him mysterious? I mean, that's difficult.
1: You could see you. I could see them moving things around and saying, "Well, you know what? Let's put off the Boba Fett one until we feel better about it, and let's do something that's going to be more <laughs> of a guaranteed hit." Say, yeah, right
0: up front. Let's let's do an X Wing movie. Which well, it's I'd- kind of inconsequential. Even if the movie doesn't do as well as they think, I mean, who, who it doesn't really matter that much? It's about X Wing fighters, so it's Star Wars, and it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's do not it's- that like like the, 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 there's a risk doing a movie right away about Yoda or Boba Fett. Because if, yeah. if it doesn't work, it could also taint the perception of the other Star Wars movies. Exactly. So they need to have I, – I would say do something safe, something that will always be fine, perhaps not excellent, but just fine. A little Top Gun in space or something yeah, like that. that would be great. <laughs> I want to go back before we wrap things up with to the, the, the fuzzy uh, footage. From uh, this stunt sequence that was done, um, and it's it's an Instagram video. So I found another article saying that this was actually posted by Ray Philip Santos, a stunt performer who, according to IMDb, is a member of the production staff on Episode 7. So this is something he posted on Instagram. That is why people are so, you know, all over this. And this must be Star Wars. Um, there is a second photo uh, from tw- the 21st of May. And it was tagged Dark Side. And you see, um, and this is a, they used a heavy filter. You see actually a character with a painted face. And um, we don't know exactly what character, but it, it looks, some people are guessing it's a Night Sister. I don't even know what that is. Is that a, like a, a Star Wars alien?
1: It it might be maybe from, from something from Clone Wars. In fact, it kind of reminds me of one of the uh, the bad guys in Clone Wars. Uh, the, although, uh, you a,
0: know, according yeah. to the Wikipedia, the Night Sisters were a sect of witches of Dathomir who embraced the usage of uh, dark oh, yeah. uh, dark force power. Yep. yep. Um, but it's definitely it's it's kind of uh, looks similar, but it again could be an extra. But this is coming from a stunt uh, people, someone who is involved in this in the stunts, so in the fighting and this was just posted uh a, a week after or two weeks after um that first little animation sequence Th- this was not taken down so mm-hmm. um if this is about stunts and this it looks as if this is to happening in a in a studio environment in pinewood i think uh in london so could it be that this alien character tagged with dark side is actually one of the gatekeepers
1: certainly possible you know that uh, that's the enemy that uh, that's chasing them down and that would be a very interesting than then what you know uh what the story is behind this
0: this kind of character so dark side would you yeah. know dark side of the force it could it could be a, a sith a female sith lord like we've seen in in the clone wars uh-huh. uh, animated series very very interesting in, in in any case and uh the fact that it, it was not retracted some people are like, "Oh man, uh, yeah, the P- Lucasfilm is going to be, or, or, or Disney, they're going to be so upset about this." But what if this is all part of their overall master plan, their PR master plan? I cannot imagine that someone who is involved in Episode Seven would be able to post this without Disney knowing about this. And I, I personally think this is all part of something that they carefully plan out, and they even want this, this mystery around these these things, and 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 it. I think it's classic obfuscation, Uh, and they want us to speculate about this so that we don't pry too much into other things that might be happening in London, right? Look over there. Squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Bantapuru. Anyway, that wraps it up for today. I hope we did a good job uh, kind of – Bringing you our thoughts concerning uh, all this Star Wars news is if this is an indication of how the rest of the year will be and and all the lead up to uh, the final release of Episode 7, I think we're going to be in for a treat, uh, Dom. I don't think we will have much trouble finding stuff to talk about.
1: It's going to be a busy year, so keep your uh, podcast feed uh, going because you're going to be
0: getting uh, episodes uh, right and left, I think. Absolutely. And thank you so much if you're listening to this show for the first time, if you want to hear our previous thoughts. Some of them are outdated, but a lot of our speculation is still valid because, you know, it's speculation. So unless we have proof, (laughs) uh, you you might want to go back to our previous episodes. You can find them all on our website, starwars.sqpn.com. And we've also a new domain that is pointing to the same site and it is Secret Star Wars and that is also our uh, Twitter account it's uh, at secret Star Wars you can also find us on Facebook to post your commentary on uh, and your own personal thoughts and I'm happy to report that we have had a, a big increase of listenership we went from 1900 regular listeners to uh, 2300 or even 2400 It's still increasing over the over the weeks It's a good sign that people are starting to uh, discover this podcast. And it's also thanks to you, the listeners, that it spent some time in writing us a review, giving us a a good rating in in the iTunes store. If you have some time, we would highly appreciate it. And, of course, you you can just, you know, alert your your, – Uh, the the, the Star Wars fans in your own circle of friends and family to this podcast. I think the more people contribute to our speculation, the the cooler it's going to be. Because Star Wars (laughs) is all about community. Definitely. Even though sometimes I get things wrong. I apologize. (laughs) But That's part of the fun. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. And until then, may the Force be with you. SQPN